1: Hey, hey, what a beautiful California day it is today. I'm excited to welcome you to the Renegade Millionaire Show, broadcasting from TuneIn Studios here in Venice Beach. I'm your host, Winnie Sun, financial advisor and managing partner of Sun Group Wealth Partners. So take a moment to follow me on Twitter. Well, I'll update you on my latest posts on Forbes.com and my CNBC appearances as market commentator and so much more bookmark this show and if you have questions pertaining to your portfolio all you need to do is reach out i'd love to hear from you so just real quick a little bit of free advice since we're wrapping up tax season and going into the summer it's really the perfect time to start planning a budget and begin on that dreaded financial plan not a difficult task you just need the right person to help you out so just reach out and be happy to be that person for you Um, I've been known to be pretty busy, and TV TV is often my guilty pleasure and really a luxury that I don't have a lot of time with. So as a financial advisor, my clients know skimming excess of your budget is a big part of long-term planning. And um, this is for sure. In my house, one thing that you do not get rid of is Bravo Networks. That's a big no-can-do because we are huge fans of Top Chef. And today, my guest is a certified cookie monster, has a psychology degree from UC Irvine, and graduated from the Culinary Institute of America in New York. For those of you who are lucky enough to live in Northern California, you even could hire her to cook for you. So I'm so excited to welcome Melissa King. I hear you make some pretty mean sourdough.
0: Hi, Winnie. How are you? Good.
1: How are you ah. doing? Thanks for joining today.
0: Great. <laughs> um, yeah, I do make a lot of sourdough. So what's up with sourdough? Kind of up here. What's up with sourdough? Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, it's sort of our signature item that we have up here in San Francisco. Yeah. So how's the weather today in San Francisco? The weather is actually pretty gorgeous right now.
0: <laughs> it's normally gloomy and foggy, but it's nice and sunny today.
1: Well, selfishly, I wish you were in the studio with us today because I really want to taste your food. But, um, yeah. you know, whatever it takes, I was like, I told my content producer, we can get Melissa. We'll do it. Whatever. We, we'll do jumping jacks to get get you on the show. Um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so, as you know, I know we talked just just a moment ago that we're starting a series of interviews here with several of the show's cast of talent and I can't help, um, be so interested in what you're doing and on your projects. So you are from top chef season 12 and you started cooking off a walk at the age of six. Is that right?
0: Uh, yes. Maybe even earlier. Wow. So I was just helping my mom, um, in the kitchen at home.
1: So what did she have you cook back then?
0: Um, it started off really simple. Mm -hmm. I was just, you know, learning how to steam rice (laughs) or, um, Stir-fried bok choy, really simple stuff. Um, and it kind of started evolving into steaming whole fish.
1: Wow, that's um, doing impressive. Doing a lot of Chinese
0: soups. That was probably one of the first things I learned how to make.
1: Wow. Well, you were, sure, you were certainly a fan favorite. In fact, in our family, um, alongside with your buddy, Maylinda, we, we, were, we were cheering you on. We're like, go, oh, Melissa. I know that you, you trained at like three Michelin-awarded restaurants. I mean, not a small feat. So how was that like? It was very intense. Um, you know, I think
0: throughout my career, I, I knew that I wanted to work at the best restaurant. And so that's the goal that I set for myself and um, I first got into Campton Place and then made my way to Luce and eventually ended up at the Ritz Carlton Dining Room. Very cool. And, you saw um, up north? You know, I just learned a lot about technique and how to really be disciplined in the kitchen and organized. It's something that's very important um, that I find important as
1: a chef. Yeah, we noticed that watching you on the show, you were always a very neat chef. And very <laughs> clear in your direction. Would you see that I mean that seems to translate into your cooking because I remember the the chefs, I mean, we were oozing wanting to try your food, but I remember them always saying it's so clean and so perfect.
0: Yeah, and that's what I strive for in my food. I really do strive for balance. Um, I want to make sure that the technique is there, but the flavors um, are also equally there.
1: Cool, and um, I'm glad that the judges picked that up. Yeah, and on that note, let's talk about Top Chef. I mean, how did you find out initially about the show? I I mean I've been watching Top Chef since the first season,
0: and um, I think throughout the couple seasons I kind of dropped off. But then I decided, hey, I might as well give it a try.
1: So you ad- auditioned um, for the show?
0: I adi- I auditioned a few years ago. And actually, they called me back this year, and they said, "Hey, we want you to try out again." So I kind of went through a three-month process of back-to-back interviews, flying down to Los Angeles and meeting with producers. So what? Next thing you know, I was on a plane to Boston.
1: That's so awesome. So So did I mean? What were they looking for during these interviews? They were looking for personality. Obviously, they knew you could you could cook amazingly well, or did they have you cook for them too?
0: Um, I. I actually did videos. So I cooked in the videos. Um, I think they saw my resume. They must've called some of my chefs and got some references.
1: Wow. it's like applying um, for college.
0: But I think they also, I, yeah, it's worse than applying for college. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, what they're looking for is, you know, a personality and somebody with a great story. Um,
1: and also, you know, people that have the dedication to really win it. Yeah. Did you think you were going to make it this far? Because you made it really far. I, I had no idea going in. I really <laughs> just kind of wanted to go in and do my
0: best and see what would happen. And I was even, remember, wondering, like, am I even going to make it through the first episode?
1: I know. <laughs> we were so excited that you are going so far. In fact, I mean, Thank probably... You. I. The, the thing that I, I talk to a lot of people who also watch the show, and one thing that we always bring up is this magnetic experience that you have with your mom. And I think it's so memorable, and it just made us all love you so much more, um, seeing your relationship with your mom. So, I mean, I know that you were born and raised in Los Angeles, like, just like I was actually by traditional Chinese parents. And typically, (laughs) you know, I almost feel like in that way we're, we're similar, but I can't imagine telling my parents who, you know, really want either a doctor an attorney or an engineer that, Mm -hmm. Hey mom and dad, I'm going to be a chef. So. So, like, how, what What did your parents think when you told them this?
0: Um, it wasn't easy at all. <laughs> um, I think initially they just thought it was a hobby. <laughs> and, you know, my mom is extremely supportive, and she let me hang out in the kitchen with her when I was little and peek my head around. Um, but I don't think she had any idea that it would turn into my career. Um, and same with my father. And so when I dropped the ball and said, hey, I want to go to culinary school um, after high school, immediately they said no. <laughs> they were like, you need to get a real degree. You got to go get a bachelor's degree.
1: Which you would,
0: You know, have a backup. And in case the creative side doesn't really work out. <laughs> so I went to college. You went to, got Um, your BA at UC Irvine? I went for two years at UC Santa Barbara. Okay. And I transferred to UC Irvine and finished my degree in cognitive science. (laughs) Where did that come from? Looking back, I don't regret it at all. Mm -hmm. And I think it's um, really smart to have that background and that foundation before moving forward.
1: So mom and dad were right then? They were,
0: yeah, they were extremely right. And I, (laughs) <laughs> looking back, I'm extremely grateful for all their advice.
1: Yeah, because your mom was so amazing on TV. I mean, you couldn't love a mom anymore <laughs> than when we watched her. And can you talk about your relationship what with mom? Um, my mom is my best friend, along with my
0: sister. I think the three of us, uh, we call each other daily. You know, we're always gossiping on the phone and just checking in with how the day went. <laughs> So, old. Um, So
1: you know, I've always had a very tight bond with the female members in my family. So you have one sister. How many siblings do you have? I have an older sister. Oh, okay. I have a couple um, step people, too. <laughs> step people. <laughs> the Brady Bunch. Step siblings. Okay. Very cool. Well, can you talk about mom's best dish? What do you think she cooks best? Oh,
0: she's got a few really solid dishes. That, you know, even when I make it, it, this is never the same as when mom does it. Really? Um, Have you had that? It's like a pork belly with preserved, like, vegetables, and it's, like, stewed in soy sauce.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like moichoy kawiyot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yummy. (laughs) Yeah, she makes that the best. Really?
0: And I can never replicate it the way she does.
1: Whoa, that's saying a
0: lot. <laughs> I don't know what her secret
1: is, but it's, love. it's something, you know, it's the mom's touch. Wow, amazing. So, well, so that's great. I mean, so do you guys, I, I know you cook together on the show, but do you get a chance to cook together now? Um, I think nowadays she's kind of more used to me coming home and cooking for her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the roles have switched, and yeah. Um, She's very happy to let me take over the
1: kitchen. Yeah, well, if I had a daughter that cooked <laughs> like you, I'd do the same. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, okay, of course, you know, telling your your parents that you're going to be a chef probably is a pretty difficult thing. I'm just curious, you know, obviously mm-hmm. you're a proud member of the LGBT community, and that was a big mm-hmm. deal, um, obviously, uh, in general, to come out. But then not only that, for those of you who don't know, I mean, Asian parents, this is like... I can't even imagine the the anxiety of telling Chinese or Asian parents because I would think they would oh, look yeah. at you like you had a, like six heads on you <laughs>
0: yeah. and that was my fear I, I really feared um
1: being disowned yeah <laughs> i just like yeah, yeah. Or shunned from the family oh and not loved anymore how did they yeah re- but you know it mm-hmm. ends
0: up when i came out to um my mom and my stepdad first um yeah you know, i broke into tears when i had first come out to them and um you know it was a bit shocking for my mom i think initially she had this idea that i would you know get married to a man and wear a w- beautiful white dress to a wedding and mm-hmm. you know be that type of daughter and um i think it was a bit shocking for her initially mm-hmm. But over time, you know, once we, we basically sat down and had several talks, and um, really she she kind of asked me every question she had about how things work and how I felt. Is this how I always felt since I was a kid? Is this a phase? Um, and I think the more we talked, the more she really learned about me, mm-hmm. about the real me. Wow and um, so it was a gift really more now she's just extremely happy she's happy that i'm
1: happy Aww. and i think that's what a parent wants the most for their child right so did did your dad feel cannot this cannot be more proud did dad feel this way or um, dad it took a little more warming up <laughs> <laughs> i think but i think that's
0: more my fault mm-hmm. um, i was i was just initially scared of approaching my father with the news so I kept it from him for several years, and um, initially, you know, I just had the fear that he would disown me, and I had to come out to him over email, <gasps> which is kind of the best way my father communicates. Like, he, he likes to um, read things and process it, and, you know, he read the email, and he actually called me and said, Hey, you know, I love you Aww. regardless of, of your orientation and your life. Um, and he was like, Why didn't you tell me earlier? <laughs> oh <laughs> like, wow. Is this me?
1: That's so, so it, amazing.
0: Uh, it was more of my own um insecurities.
1: So now you must feel them. yeah, you must feel so um, happy about this do you feel like it might be have been easier for you having come from a creative place meaning as a chef that you're able to share this with your parents well I think coming um, coming out as a chef and like being in such a creative industry I
0: think even just for myself coming out to myself became um, something that was easier to do I think If I worked in a corporate environment, it'd be a little harder for me to accept myself and then move further to um, share myself to um, the community and to others and my family. Well, thank you. Working in such a creative environment really helped to reinforce um, that positivity and I think and that, make it a little easier to come out,
1: yeah, and I think you sharing that with our audience today is, is certainly gonna help someone listening to this show, so thank you for I hope so for telling us that, yeah, I really hope so, so I kind of want to segue. are gonna be afraid of, you know, be yourself, be happy,
0: live your life, and everyone else will hopefully support it, and if they don't, then you know maybe they shouldn't belong in your life That's I' am very fortunate to have um supportive parents and a supportive family and friends and i'm so much happier today
1: oh love it and we're happy to hear that you're very happy and we we, (laughs) we're gonna break some hearts today but yes melissa is taken so she is not available (laughs) (laughs) um am i correct there Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I want to make sure I got my facts correct. Well, great. So maybe (laughs) let's segue and talk a little about Colab because I think this is really cool. Can you share? I mean, I read a lot about this, but if you could share with our audience, um, what is Colab?
0: So Colab is basically a pop-up dinner series. And it's my experiment, rather, to um, collaborate with some local artisans within San Francisco. And to really put out a beautiful dining experience together as a team, and so I networked with, um, you know, My, for instance, my first guest chef was Malin of Top Chef, your buddy, and
1: my buddy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's like my kitchen soul sister. Aww. And um, I did. I, I kind of partnered up with um, a local coffee company called Phil's Coffee. I also paired up with um, Bloxham Street Winery, Port Point Brewery, um, Bellwether Cheese. So just a lot of really incredible local artisans within San Francisco and created a very creative menu with their products. Okay, so let's talk Um, about that. And presented it in a way to the guests um, that is a little unexpected.
1: So what did you cook? That's what we want to know. Oh, the fun part. Um,
0: <laughs> we, we presented it as a five-course um, dinner series, but there was actually a lot of little secret things between and um, hidden courses. That ended up being about an eight-course dinner. Oh, fun. Um, but we did, for instance, um, I took Fort Point beer, mm-hmm. and I braised it with butter beans and paired that with a local Monterey squid. Oh, wow. And did a um, wood-ink gremolata on top of that. Oh, my goodness. And I took some dandelion greens from a farmer of mine up in uh, Sonoma, uh, up at Moon Fox Farms, and took some of her dandelion greens and, and put that into sort of a squid salad.
1: Very cool. Very cool. And do you know what May's big dish was for that event? Mae's big dish, I would say um,
0: she makes really the best desserts. um, And she recreated the Phil's mint mojito. Oh, wow. And what we did was we took um, Bellwether sheep's yogurt Mm -hmm. and we toasted that and made an ice cream with it. Toasted yogurt. And we paired it with uh, filled coffee chocolate ganache and the chocolate was from dandelion chocolate up in san francisco how
1: fun okay now and everyone's even like down hungry. To the
0: mint like the mint was from my farmer so her dish really just brought together all the partners in one
1: grand finale dish so melissa isn't may in la May's in Los Angeles, yes. So is there a chance that you would come down to L.A. so we can eat <laughs> your food, too, for those that are local? That, that's that's the plan. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, May's working on, on a few projects of her own, and I think she's trying to organize a pop-up as well for herself. And she did say, hey, you're going to be my first
1: guest chef when we have it. So I'm waiting for her to organize it. They want an invite. <laughs> and then we'll get you fed. <laughs> yeah, make sure make sure to put us at the top of that invite list. <laughs> Absolutely. I love You're it. First on my list. Yay. So, you know, so I know I shared with you, but our listeners will learn this now that I'm writing for Forbes a piece about women in the culinary world. And I, you know, and I've been I've been interviewed a couple of really interesting chefs as well, and I understand that you have a very interesting perspective on the subject. Um You know, your publicist has shared with me that you had worked in a kitchen with all-female chefs. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. It is. Um,
0: When I was working at Salafina in San Francisco, um, it just happened to be an all-female line. And it was very empowering. You know, I think 10 years ago, you you didn't really see that many females um, working in the kitchen. And so it was really... um, it's an empowering moment to have in a line of about seven or eight girls just you know cooking and putting out really amazing food um, on a Saturday night a busy, busy Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I mean, I found that to be very interesting that I I, I mean, you said back then, but even now, um, there aren't a lot of females in executive chef positions, so I guess when you own your your own restaurant, you will be. And do you feel like, um, do you feel like it's a good role in a restaurant for a female? Why or why not? Um, I absolutely do feel
0: it is a good role as a female. Um, as I said earlier, you know, if you, if you looked amongst my industry 10 or 20 years ago, there weren't many females in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And now it is much more common. Mm-hmm. But um, to see a female in an executive chef position, um, that's starting to make its way um, into becoming a more popular thing. And so I, you know, that is a goal. That's always been a goal of mine, to, own to a be restaurant. an executive chef of my own restaurant, um, to be my own boss and just manage the team. And a lot of it does have to do with being a
1: female in the industry. Well, that's really, really
0: just um, overpowering that. You
1: know? Yeah, and, and that's cr- great. I mean, I think that if anyone can do it, you can do it, especially with your background. <laughs> um, so when Thank you, you so much. <laughs> when you do own your restaurant, can we ask where, where will it be? I hope San Francisco. Okay.
0: That's, yeah, I, I love this city. And as much as I grew up in Los Angeles, I do love Los Angeles as well. Um, but I feel over the past, 10 years of building my career in San Francisco, I've really learned what the city needs and the demographics and the neighborhoods. And I know the city inside out and. I feel very strong that um, if I'm going to start my first restaurant, it's going to be in San Francisco. Awesome. And, and so then I can start too. working my way down south to
1: Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the, the second restaurant. But, yeah, absolutely. I think San Francisco is mm-hmm. an amazing place because you have so many culinary giants, and people appreciate very good food. Um, mm-hmm. So what kind, of, what kind of restaurant can we expect from you? For me, um, I think... I've been very into the whole animal movement
0: as well as the farm to table movement. And I just love the idea of having a restaurant that showcases sort of the higher cuts of meat from the animal. Mm -hmm. um, And then you utilize the trim at the butcher shop next door. (laughs) And so you, you know, as far as food costs, you're utilizing everything Mm -hmm. um, and really having a profitable uh, business structure but it
1: would definitely have a restaurant tied to a butcher shop. Well, very cool. A restaurant tied to a butcher shop. Well, that's great because actually that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, what financial advice um, would you give to other chefs? I mean, I think I should rephrase that question, actually. I mean, I think you're very smart in incorporating having a butcher shop with your restaurant. So that almost gives you two varied... um, income streams so in our business we would mm-hmm. call it being diversified is that what your mm-hmm. idea was absolutely um i think diversifying your business
0: um is a smart way to go you know especially in the food industry where you have um, bones and trim that come from um you know the animals that you're butchering or even the vegetables that Um, You're chopping up, there's a lot of trim Mm -hmm. that is often thrown into the garbage, Mm -hmm. but there's ways to utilize that and turn it into a very delicious product that can be used in a lower-scale type of restaurant
1: setting. So is your restaurant going to be more casual than fine dining, or what's your vision? My vision is a balance, and it's always, I I love balance.
0: I love the idea of it, and (laughs) I've always been that way in my life and the way that I live and in you know, the way that I cook. And I want a restaurant that is casual and approachable to the everyday person, um, sort of a neighborhood joint that anyone can go to any day of the week. But I also want a restaurant that can bridge to people that want a special occasion dining and that want to go there for an anniversary or a birthday. Um, it needs to be approachable to, um, that group of people that makes sense so it'd be um it'd be casual and comforting and flavor profiles but in technique it'll be very refined
1: wonderful i mean that's really smart i think it's a very smart business plan i mean you you obviously have a lot of experience even at this young age do you when you look back on obviously your your career and the restaurant that you're about to start now obviously you're not only are very creative and an amazing chef, but you have to have some pretty strong business sense too. Can you kind of talk about who your financial mentors were growing up? Was it mom and dad, teachers? I would definitely say my financial mentors um, are my my parents,
0: and that being my father, my mother, um, and my step-parents. Mm-hmm. I think my, my, my stepfather, for instance, um, he has his own real estate, commercial real estate business mm-hmm. down in the San Gabriel Valley of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's extremely successful and he knows how to run his business. And he gives me incredible advice on what I should look for in my own business. Um, and same with my father when I grew up. Um, you know, my father gave me great advice on just how to save my money, how to invest it. He works in finance as well as my stepmother. And so I kind of have best of both worlds, you know, from um, my dad and my stepmom are in the finance world. And my mom and my stepdad are in the real estate world.
1: You're you're all covered there.
0: Yeah, I got it pretty covered as far (laughs) as, you know, learning the business side of things and, and how to
1: invest. Did you have any unexpected financial lessons through being a chef?
0: financial lessons yeah um so far I haven't
1: encountered anything too detrimental <laughs> well, that's good that's good well that I mean I, and that's <laughs> what I kind of want to talk about too so I mean we talked a little bit about balance and you mentioned balance a couple of times um can you talk about real quickly what balance means to you going forward for me balance balance is very important
0: to me I think it's something that um you need to carry through, or at least I carry through my life. And it's not just always work, work, work. You need to have a balance of work and life and family and friends and and that support system behind you because that's ultimately, those are the people that are pushing you towards your goal.
1: And um, I think it's important to to have that balance. Very good, very good. Okay, well, real quick, last question. Melissa King 2.0, what can we look forward to? Melissa well, King 2.0, <laughs> I would
0: definitely look forward to one of my restaurants mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Um, I've been talking to a couple people that are looking to invest. Um, but I think right now it's a matter of um, finding the right partners, finding the right location. Kinda of like dating. Right. And you know? is dating you gotta see who <laughs> fits and and uh, whether or not that bond is there and if it feels right. And so hopefully um something works out down in the next year or two.
1: And we can have a restaurant that you guys can eat at. Yay. Amazing. Come visit me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to come up next month and visit you for sure. Well, thank you so Please much. Do. This, was, um, this was incredible. So I really appreciate your time. I'd like to thank my guest, Melissa King, everybody, for giving us a fascinating look into her competitive yeah. role of chefs, um, on Top Chef. And now I'm actually looking forward to her restaurant. I, I hope that she decides on a location and that butcher shop. Okay, I, I think just take my credit card now. No, <laughs> But it should be so much fun. I can't wait to attend your next culinary event and taste your food. Um, so thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much. I hope you had fun. Thank, thank you so much. I had a great time. Great, great. So um, this is Winnie Sun, again, broadcasting from TuneIn.com studio here in Sunny Venice Beach to learn more about me. Check me out at WinnieSun.com or follow me on Twitter at sungroupwp. And Melissa, how can we follow you? You can follow me on my website, chefmelissaking.com.
0: And I have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff.
1: Yes, and definitely follow her because I did so yesterday and I tweeted her and she responded and I was so excited. So I, I hope <laughs> that you will do the same so we can keep in touch with her and follow where her restaurant's going to be because I'm sure there'll be a line at the door. So you want to make sure that you are a VP now when it's just in concept. So until next time, thanks for tuning in.